One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Greetings, one greetings all. Welcome to Leaving Hillsong. Leavers and believers, my name is Tanya and I am so pleased to welcome you this long weekend. And this is not a uh, religious objection to this kind of long weekend. I wonder in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the beginning of spring, but uh, it rains. It rained in every single state in Australia on Good Friday, and that's what Easter is all about, which is very cosy. But the thing is, why do I live in a country where, I don't know, 50,000 people identify as a Jedi on the census, but the stores are all closed on Good Friday? So, you know, it's a church and state issue, but uh, on we go. Now, Last we left Craig and Sam, he was doing his best at Hillsong, but he kind of had some other ideas. He wanted to expand a bit, and he ends up running into BCH, Brian Houston, who has a few short, sharp things to say to him. So let's jump into 
Out of the Woods, part two with Sam and Craig. It's kind of like they're here to serve you to get your vision done. And and my attitude was, no, shouldn't it be the opposite? Shouldn't It's not really about my vision. It's about what's your, what do you want to do in life and how can I help you? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Rather than serve, be a servant to my agenda, I should help you realise yours. My whole understanding of theological things, heaven, hell and giving and tithing that's that's all changing within me because i sort of go a bit deeper into it i go this i just don't agree with this and and but yet i'm supposed to promote it right so at some point i just needed what i needed was courage to make a decision and and like i've been in this gig at this point for yeah for 20 no for uh, 18 years of being a pastor or something so you know, you get confident in that, but you lose confidence in w- what's next. Do you know what I mean? And and also, if I do have these thoughts, what do they look like? How, you know, because you got to have purpose. There's a mission, you know. So you're still wrestling. You don't have to have those, by the way, but I'm just saying you're wrestling with a mindset that's been embedded within me for the last 18 years. And straight up, like, what are your employment options when you're going through something like that. I, I, I don't know how <laughs> that works for people after 20 years in the job. Are there as many options to kind of walk away anyway? And then, Sam, tell me what's going on for you at the same time inside because these are like, you know, eternal questions. Honestly, I was, you know, there was things that I saw, you know, people's attitudes and which I didn't like. There was this expectation to get all the women to like from the St Mary's, churches and the extension services over to you know your thursday morning color mornings and things like that and we would try but you know honestly the women just didn't fit in there you know they'd rock up in track suits and they just told me they didn't feel comfortable in and i'm yeah of course because that's just not where you're at do you know what i mean so i did Very, struggle yeah, with that kind yeah. of stuff and i i as i said you know i was kind of employed a couple of days just to do like pastoral care so that was you know visiting people in hospital you know visiting new moms and just doing stuff like that, which I really love, just getting around people, how, you know, how can we help you, you know what I mean? Just that stuff, running playgroups, just I really love doing that. So I wasn't really going through those questions. Yeah, that was my journey. That was his journey. Just so, so much so <laughs> that when I finally worked up the courage to, to talk to Brian about it, because I, I put a proposal, I thought there's a lot of money wasted on, on a building so that we were hiring (laughs) that we were hiring and we're paying like i don't know a hundred thousand dollars i can't really remember in rent and i just thought why don't we go and do it in a high school and and really invest in that school and make that school so the 90 grand or the whatever i was spending go into a school hall and and do it up for the school Mm. do you know what i mean and really help the school uh, and use that as finances. Crazy. So I, I, I developed this thing to move all the churches into schools. I was told by my my superior at the time to put a proposal to Brian, so I did. And our two months went by, three months went by, and and I realised nothing was going to happen. I pushed about it, and I thought nothing's going to happen. So I was getting frustrated anyhow. And, and I saw Brian walking up the, the steps of the ministry centre, so I just said how are you going and i said look 
I just want to be honest with you. I just feel a bit frustrated at the moment. And he just said straight away, he's, he's thinking that I was after a promotion, like to take on, get out of St Mary's and do something bigger, you know what I mean? And he goes, look, I just want you to know I've got nothing else for you. And the question you need to ask is if you, can you see yourself doing what you're doing in five years' time? And I straight away, I thought, no way. <laughs> so I put out my hand, I shook his hand, I said, mate, um, I'm just offering my resignation. And and he was happy because his next wow. comment to me, because he couldn't help it, was, well, you didn't fit in here anyhow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And which at the time was a bit hurtful, but on reflection I go, well, I didn't. No. I actually didn't want to yeah. and I didn't fit in. Yeah. So, um, well, he's brutal, isn't he? Blunt and brutal. I mean, that's yeah. that can wipe yeah. a person out. Badge of honor. It was a badge of honor. Yeah. I got I got in the car and I literally had another encounter with God. Like I felt like the first time I felt I had this like presence come on me, and I felt just God is so real. I could just I just know he's it's like he's in front of me, and I had that again. And I thought, I felt so good. Anyhow, until I got home and I said, Sam, by the way, you're now unemployed. I just resigned today. <laughs> so she yeah. didn't know because I did it spontaneous. And yeah. um, the Sam's world's just turned upside down straight away. Yeah, What I mean, what do you do? What are, what are the employment opportunities for kind of what are you in your early 40s at the time, late 30s? Yeah, late 30s, yeah. yeah. 30s Four kids. Well, I got a job. See, when I did it, I've never worried. Like Sam knows this, but I don't worry. Like, I literally yeah. do not. He's one of those human beings that doesn't. Yeah, I don't worry. Yeah. So okay. even when yeah. I can handle a lot and not I worry. I do. I'm just saying. <laughs> so Sam what a life that would be. Yeah. Okay. So I just said to Sam, "Look, because you know, what do we do? We need to pay mortgages." kids in schools and I said look it'll it'll work it out God's God's always been faithful to us and you know within a week I had a job as a builder's laborer so I'm on a concrete slab inside a house with a roof on it sweeping the floors in a high-vis shirt (laughs) but it was the best thing for me because my ego needed to get sorted out like my whole significance was based Hmm. not on who I was as just an essence yeah. as a as a person in this world but it was based on who i was seen to be you know which is false so i had to go through that period of just embracing who i was without people clapping laughing being part of some leadership culture and, and i kind of knew it at the time I, I knew that i had to do the inner work of who i was as a human being and that, that was tough, you know. You physically, know. very physically tough. Yeah, well, it was physically tough because it wasn't <laughs> work to standing up yeah. for eight hours straight. And I actually thought, how in the hell did anyone volunteer? There's no way I could oh. go to some leadership night after being eight hours on the tools. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what so, really stood out was all these people that we'd come on, you've got to come to this, that, that. 
How did you do it and hold down yeah. a job? I don't know I how they did it. job in any other sphere than church. I just don't know how they like, did it. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. go, I go, there's no way. I, I mean, even if I went out of duty, I'd fall asleep. Like, even now, I'm asleep at 8.30. Yeah. Like, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I just went wow. through this journey that literally took, I would say, a good six years to what I would say defrag I had 20 years of layers, maybe even longer, to be honest with you. That's interesting. uh, Seven seems the minimum. It keeps coming up. Seven seems to be the minimum. Yeah, it it, it might have even been longer. It's not that I was traumatised at all because I wasn't. I I wouldn't use that word for my journey. It was just that I I saw spirituality different. Mm to what I had thought was spirituality. And all of a sudden I go, oh, this 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 one that I see now is a whole lot bigger and beautiful and lovely. And this one here is like, you know, at one point I, I probably needed it, but I don't wear nappies anymore. And I think that's where church yeah. gets it wrong. Yeah. I think you've got to... There might be a stage when you when you're first born where you need you need people around you to feed you and look after. You, but to grow up, you got to exit yeah. that at some point. But my opinion is that I think that system just wants to hold on to people, and I just don't think that's healthy. And that's why I think they're unhealthy environments uh, in a number of different ways. But I won't get into that. Sam, tell me what that what's up like for you so one day you what lose all your support systems i mean next day i did oh i was i was devastated honestly devastated angry at me yeah yeah i was Uh, yeah look i i understand his reasoning but i just you know obviously angry that but and you know in hindsight i know because you you know it was just a chance running into brian that that'll happen you know what i mean so because, and also, you know, we had a lot of family connected in that church. So for them, that, they kind of exited as well. So we've, you know, kind of pulled them out of this system. And I think, you know, we came out of this system and you've got to remember, we met in this system, we got married in this system, we had children, we raised a family, everything. Our whole lives were just embedded in this system. So now we come out and it's like, okay, well, who are you? Who am I? what are our beliefs now what and what should we be doing yeah you know it's not like we still had a you know really deep faith but when we first came out it was like well okay because we've even been embedded that we've got to go get our kids into youth for instance so it's quick 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 we've got to find a church for a youth group for our kids because can't have our kids out of youth group so we did go around visited a couple of churches for probably about six weeks or so not even that. No, probably not even that. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, we just came to the conclusion, okay, this is like a mini Hillsong <laughs> but not done in the standards of Hillsong. So why are we even bothering? You know what I mean? It was like everybody was trying to just, well, the churches we visited, so, you know, that I can't say that of all churches, but the ones we were kind of visiting were just trying to be Hillsong but just on a really low level. Not, you know, no. And, and by no. the way. All our connections were Christian people yeah. predominantly, right? Outside yeah, of some of them. Yeah. So the predominant question is, so what church are you going to now? Oh, gosh, yeah, I still get that. Do you know what I mean? And I, I quite happily <laughs> tell people, 
That's a really odd question. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but not back then. It was kind of, honestly, I felt like I had to justify it. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, oh, we're just kind of in, you know, a bit of a home church or like there had to be an excuse because, and honestly, that's how I, you know, I thought about other people too. Like, so if they left church, oh, you backslidden. Oh, are you, well, what church are you in? Oh, you know what I mean? So. And I had state leaders ring me going, uh, what church are you going to now? I go, well, I'm not. And they go, well, you're better because the devil's going to get you. (laughs) And and one of of my actual pastor friends who, because I was one of the, I was the assistant regional AOG leader as well. The guy that was one of my friends who was the leader, I went around to see him just to try and talk about this process I was going through. And his his comment to me was, mate, you, you're just being negative. No, yeah. Right? Negative, yeah. Yeah. But what's interesting is all these years down the track, he's now yes. he's now Gosh, left church and he, he can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. He's gone through that. And he and he, I told him, I said, remember you said uh-huh. this to me? He goes, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't see it because I was so entrenched. And when I sort of stepped out and had a bit of a sabbatical, I could, I got it, and I, and yeah, I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> it's, it, well, it's incredible how you know this is the system keeps producing the same results. You get the yeah. same yeah. outcomes. Might take yeah. longer. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So when we came out, you know, even where our money was going to go, because for so long it had just gone to church. church. It, you know, and now it's like, oh, I remember we like Craig's sisters partner at the time had a boat so we just okay kids let's you know go do some water sports and oh wow you know we this is whole life that you know let's go and do this or that yeah everything everything was embedded you know every night of what we were doing and now it's like oh we get to make those decisions and 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 to be honest with you our, our marriage had had some challenges there not not to the point where it was all over red rover but these are these are the well, fundamental think, questions of life, and you've had them kind of just suddenly explode. Yeah, and and our marriage was part of our marriage was church. Oh, so, how do you so, make those kinds yeah. of decisions together? And we know there are so many relationship breakdowns, and then different loyalties and pulling people this way and that way. So, how do you kind of do that? Like, how did you make uh, those guess, decisions? Have those conversations? I don't know, but. Well, well, okay, so he went and worked on the tools. So I actually had to go and study. So I had to obviously get a job. <laughs> so I um, went, studied. Become an accountant. accountant. Um, so I was working part-time and doing That's study. Awesome. Wow. So that was different dynamic with the kids because obviously prior to that, uh, yeah, I was kind of, and Craig would say this as well, I was kind of the most of the caregiver to the kids in the sense of, you know, running them here, there and everywhere while he was at different things. So now that, well, I'm studying, I'm out this night, that night, you have to do this one, you have to do that, you know, so all of that was very different. So roles were changing. Yeah. Sam was kind of, because I I was getting more into understanding what spirituality looked like Mm. as well. So I'd say, Sam, let's let's start something at our house. (laughs) And Sam would go, okay, you know. And we'd start something and people would come and grow and all of a sudden we had six things going on all around mm. Sydney. People in America wanted to join her and, and I'm looking at it going, actually, I don't want to do this. This is not, <laughs> I don't even want to do this. Yes, you know, 
they come to our house. Oh, who's looking after? Who's cleaning up? Yeah, because yeah, it was all around. Who's looking after kids? Oh, yeah, that's me again. Yeah. Like just this. I was whole... still the guru. Yeah, and people were coming like, to hear yeah, the guru, no. and I just yeah. didn't. I didn't think Christianity was like that. I don't even like using that word, uh, Christianity. Uh, following Jesus wasn't like that. You know, it was it was different. So, mm. so but I had to have a go. I, this is part of our journey, right? So. After a year of that, we threw that out the window and just <laughs> yeah. left these people. But, We're not doing it anymore. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> We're out of here. But, yeah, so when we initially came out, honestly, we were still trying to core onto something. That's the honest truth. We yeah. just were kind of like, oh, what do we do? We have to do. Well, what else do you know? You know, for so many years, you have to be part of something. You know? Yeah, and yeah, and that's the question that people keep asking. You know, yeah. what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. And and it's not enough just i'm just being yeah like i'm just enjoying life and, and living and being a, being my own boss yeah. not not thinking that oh i can go and do this oh no that's selfish or that's not that's not your calling or that's not this or that's not your destiny and it's like well hang on a minute i am in charge of my own life yeah like that because it's relentless isn't it like it's never oh, ending yeah. and, and i guess one of the reasons why it didn't fit in is all I kind of knew that. So I would always be, you know, one, I remember having a conversation with another pastor in a lift one time at a conference and he's, he's saying, you know what, you know, it's all about loyalty. He said to me, if I had to, I'd take a bullet for Brian and Bobby. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, okay. there's no way I'd take a bullet for, they can take their own bullet. I'd take a bullet for my wife. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no way I take it. They can, if the bullet was aimed at them, they can cop it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's about as high level as you can go, isn't it? Like, yeah. but that's in like, yeah. And he was what they would call a son of the house. So he was. Yeah, I was never a, a oh, son of the house. What's a son of this the house? Guy, this guy was, and and he was like, and I just, I just thought I walked away from that conversation going, no, that's just unhealthy. Yeah. I didn't feel bad about it. I just thought we're called not to serve and surrender our lives to Brian and Bobby's vision. Yeah. That yeah. is absolute bullshit. Yeah. You're called to do what, listen to that small, still voice, whatever you want to call it, spirit, essence, and live out from there. That's, mm -hmm. that's what you're called to do. I guess that's why that environment is almost a bit toxic because it's it's asking you to... Well, you can't really rely on your voice. You've got to rely on mm. the senior pastors or the leader's voice. And mm. and I don't look, I honestly believe there's not a plan for this. It's just a cog that's turning. And when you get in it, like I owned it, I thought, you know, I, I don't like the system, but hang on a second, I am the system. Do you know what I mean? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I am the system. So at some point I've got to go, well, I can either stay here or for me, uh, grow up and and follow what that voice is saying to me, which I did. And and here's the rub. Here's what happened. So after about five years being on the tool, a different denomination approached me and asked me if I'd be interested in running a church in Parramatta, in Church of Christ. I thought, oh look, I don't think so. You know, it's, and they said, we well, just come and look. And I'll get there. It's in the middle of housing commission. You know, they had all these social services going on, feeding programs, and it just ticked all my boxes. So I said, yeah, and they go, but we need you to come in and sort it out. You're going you're gonna to have to be a bit of a dog and bark loud. And I go, well, I know how to bring change. I, I think I'm, I'm confident in doing that. So I did, and I was there for five years and brought a lot of change. I worked in the system, but it was really bad because I kept fighting within myself going back to how I used to lead and I didn't want to be that anymore and I, I was speaking at a conference out at the Hawkesbury uh, I got asked to speak at a conference and spoke at it and ticked all the boxes at the conference everyone was great and then this pastor's wife came up to me and she said oh look I just got I feel like I've got a word for you uh can I talk to you and I go yeah no problems and she said I'll just get someone else to listen into it just for accountability measure. Okay, yeah, no worries. She said, this is what I believe God would say to you. What are you doing here? Why are you still in church? <laughs> like, and I said, because this is what I'm struggling with, right? And I didn't, I, I knew that God didn't want me in church anymore. And he says, what are you doing? Like, this is a pastor's wife who runs a church. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool of her yeah. to be able to say that. And she just looked at me and she said, God doesn't want you here anymore, doesn't want you in church. I'd left and I'd kind of gone back to Egypt, as it were, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and God says, I don't want you here. And at that point, I go, okay. And, and pretty much after that, it was all over Red Rover. And, <laughs> and, and I don't feel like I have to do anything. I mean, I have spoken at a few different places and, things and I, I you know I've got a job as a state manager for a charity that rescued um, children from sexual slavery okay. so I did that and I went you overseas and did social a, justice stuff yeah 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 I went overseas and did a few rescue operations and things like that but once again I people that were running it were Christians and they uh, one of them said to me, I can see why you didn't fit in at Hillsong. And I thought to myself, well, I can see why you did. Because <laughs> he was a bully. He was an absolute bully, right? Okay. Yeah. Part of the culture that you kind of really noticed, I guess, yeah? Yeah, well, the wow. culture was, well, to me, okay, so you had all these Bible college students coming in, right, in all of Darlene and of Hillsong and let's see the, the draw cards, which was the the bands that would go overseas and thought this, and their heart is they just want to serve God. You know, I mean, like I was when I was young, I just had this encounter, and I often wonder if I had that encounter and 
a Jehovah's Witness came up, would I be in Jehovah's Witnesses? Or if uh, some other kind of spiritual kind of mm. thing, would I be there, you know? But I had this encounter. They So the Bible college students come and it's, it's a false, it's a false, it's false, right? Because no other, other church get frustrated. Why can't we grow as quick as that? But you don't have a thousand students to be your slaves, right? To do everything. And, you know, if you had natural youth group, of 20 people 20 leaders which is which would be awesome for most churches now you've got a pick of the best out of you know and you can increase your leadership team by 60. i mean it's just and you got best musos coming so it's not a real picture of that corporate kind of church anyhow it's that that image is a bit false to me because it begs the question like now that and I, sam i think we we're talking about before like if they the spotlight's been on them, so they've cut right back. They've cut the green room out. They've cut back on the whole exploitation of students 24-7. And therefore, can the brand and the model kind of continue? Because imagine if you had to actually pay people market rates and yeah. pay for your venues and pay your taxes mm. and you can't actually get people to work like 16 hours straight because there's yeah. actual industrial laws and stuff. Then <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have done what I did as, as far as running four services without Bible College students no. in here. One of them was built on my whole worship team of Bible College yeah. students. Yeah. And by the way, they're all happy doing it. Like, I, I think it just gets out of control, when, especially around conferences and stuff like that, where you're going two weeks straight. And, or, like, like, I wasn't a Bible College student. I was a Bible College lecturer. So I don't know the ins and outs of what their demands were placed on them. But and I think it's hard to say, you know, they all did it happily because you were the pastor. We were the pastors. So, of course, they're going to go, oh, yes, hi, you know, and, yeah. and act, you know. Yeah. I would so, have done it happily, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. These but, are the big questions, yeah. hey, like, you know, if people are running up to offer their services, their help, their time, yeah, you know, and consent you're coming and... from overseas too. Like, mm. you you kind of got you're very vulnerable. Oh, absolutely. You're coming from overseas, a new country. You got to make new friends, and 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 you and as a young adult, you want to be accepted. Mm. You're trying to look for significance and value. So in that beings, time, in your whole life, accepted. you kind of everybody wants to be. Accepted. Yeah, I know, but I'm just yeah. sort of in that picture. You can kind of feel like. You know, you'll do what it takes mm, to be yeah. accepted to be a part of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's everybody. I don't, if people yeah, listen yeah. to this podcast and I don't mean to generalize, I'm just really talking about my experience more than anything. Yeah. Everyone has different levels of that. People come from different backgrounds of, you know, for whatever reasons will respond differently to that. But yeah, I mean, that does become part of the culture. And absolutely, I mean, these are the things I've been wondering is you do see people if they've walked in sorry like in awe of Darlene and all of that kind of stuff they're on the front foot kind of thing you know so yes. It, yes. certainly at the beginning no one's pushing anybody um, no. they just, and yeah. then I don't know and yet I wonder I have wondered if Bible college isn't just one big kind of people have said like an audition like is it one big culling process kind of thing that you know, they can see who will put in that 17th hour. And, <laughs> and 
Uh, I, I don't know because I was good friends with the guy that ran it, Mark Hopkins, back in the day. Uh, he was my youth pastor at Penrith before Gary. Oh, that's right. The old Mark Hopkins connection. And Steve oh, Kelly as well was out there or something. Yeah, Steve Kelly was at Penrith. That's too. right. Oh, the old days. <laughs> Penrith is the great, the, you know, the dark horse. No one knows about the old Penrith. They don't talk about it much. And then they're like, because then Steve went to start Wave Church or something. Yeah, I, I went over there and yeah. spoke there. Yeah, he went to. Yeah, Carl Lentz is in his youth group and yeah. that yeah. takes us back to. When I left Hillsong. I always knew that at some point this thing's going to turn in on itself, at some point. And that's an easy comment for me to make now that it, what's what's happened, I know. So I don't deem to be some spiritual prophet, but I always knew this thing can't. The way I understand scripture and, and that kind of mentality of building something up, you know, the history in the Bible is they, they always collapse when you kind of build these. So I kind of felt that I'm getting out of here, <laughs> not just because theologically it doesn't make sense to me anymore, but also just the way people are being treated and, and stuff like that. I I don't want to, I personally don't want to be that kind of person. Can I just say that, you know, we were that kind of person yeah. in, do you know what I mean, which which was hard too, to come to the realisation that, you know, we stood stood on the platform and preached Malachi, I can't even remember the scripture now, you know, yeah. somehow, you know, okay, that somehow giving money kind of got through to the New Testament somehow, you know, that, you know, you've got to give all this money and blah, 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 you know, the expectations we had on people to, to you know, to do this stuff was, yeah, it was, well, yeah, we were part strange. of the culture. Um, yeah, but still, yeah. after that was really, oh, gosh, you know, felt really shameful over that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so honest of you. And, and again, how do you kind of address that? Like, what do you, well, how do you, because people are, I know, road to hell and stuff, but, you know, they've got good <laughs> intentions. They're yeah. trying to help the greater cause. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, and I remember too when we did kind of come out trying to explain once once we were kind of going through the journey of oh I don't think that's the way church should be I don't think that's the way I want to connect with God I don't think that's you know this that and you try and explain that to some people but you know again you get that oh no you're just being deceived you're being negative you're being this so then you kind of just go okay you know I'm not going to push it because do the role reversals and I would have been that person saying that same thing to you, yeah, yeah. you know, a year ago because I was so entrenched in it. It was everything. It's From more there. about them than you really, isn't it? Like why do other yeah. people need to know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of think too that if, if everything's based on fear, I'm, I'm coming back to this because if you've got a fear of not fitting in, a fear of, you know, not honouring what you feel inside to be your destiny or your purpose, you know, you're a Bible college student or whatever and you've got this fear of not being accepted, that fear creates judgmentalism. It, it creates a sense of self-righteousness. It, it creates a sense of us and them. Yeah, within who's in, you, who's right? out. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so so I get it. I get if this, this whole thing is grounded in, in a fear, you're going to get that, you know. But when it's grounded in love, which it would be run, it would be done differently, it's 
you don't judge people you don't judge people for anything you're called to love people like you know and and if someone wants to do their spirituality that doesn't tick all the boxes to someone else's go for it that's up to you like you know what i mean i know i know my journey i know what god how god speaks to me and what what he wants what where i'm at at the moment but i can i can talk i was at my neighbor's house today and he's uh, i think he's in he's a hindu i don't even know what he is but i can respect his relationship with god uh, you know i don't judge him uh, i just love the guy you know what i mean and i think that's why i see these bible college students they're wanting to fit in when i was there and these young people and they're now leading things and they're harsh they become really harsh people some of them not all of them and because they're you know because that's what's mentored to them that's what's the culture and i can see why i mean i haven't heard any of your podcasts but i can see why people that kind of didn't fit got traumatized by that whole thing Are and you kidding um, me? i mean the way that sorry but the way that you were treated in a place that you invest you and your family's life in which i think you can make reasonable corporate comparisons to you relocate you you know plus like you said all the extra family kind of expectations you putting the hours in to be so suddenly cut off would you know some people would never work again after a, a, an experience like that so trauma mm. wow i mean and and sam i'm wondering what happens the next day when you're you're used to people like yeah i'll pick your kids up on tuesday and i'll see you at on thursday or well, i don't know what the people are going to go that was shocking wasn't it? but the cold keeps turning yeah that's it it was like that's you're okay. you're gone you're replaced the cog we yeah. we framed it that that's, way yeah we did we framed it yeah. we go the cog keeps turning like and, and it was a bit hurtful in some ways because the people that's that awesome. you invested in yeah we're now all of a sudden had a narrative, yeah. We had they, there was this narrative around us now that no, don't spend time with them, don't because you know they're a bad influence now. Yeah, you like know? some people, and and some of the people that said that, I'm going, that's a person that I walked through some real shit with, you know. <laughs> that really, at the end of the day, if I did, if I followed the Hillsong leadership model, I would have had to boot her out of leadership, but I didn't because. I couldn't do that. I go, no, everyone goes through. She just got to walk with them. Mm. And and then now she's on the other side and now she's a leader. Same. And now she's going, oh, you, you know. Don't have anything to do. You know. They're bad. You know. But I understood that they had to have a story to actually, because, you know, sometimes you look at, oh, Craig and Sam, how did you do that? But then other people had to process it too. They were traumatised by us leaving. Yeah. So the how do you... that's something that um, I don't think gets talked about enough either. Hey Sam, like we talked about, I've had that happen to me in jobs where they get, you know, something happens suddenly, you're out, and all of those relationships that you invested in and followed up and built, yeah. you don't yeah. get to speak to them. Yeah. Who cares yeah. about them? Where's the duty of care to all those other kind of people? Like. Yeah. Yep. So some of them have to develop in church life. Some of them have to develop a narrative, mm. like a lot of the different lives that we tell ourselves. Like, you know, we always talk about all the good stuff, the miracles, but we don't talk about the people that didn't get healed, the person that did die, 
you know, it's easy to build a, a narrative around all the good stuff, but not all the mystery, the uncertainty, the the chaos, the chaos, yeah. <laughs> which is all a part of your faith. You've got to know how to embrace it all, right? But so the only way for me to deal with it is to build a narrative in my head, saying, "Well, yeah, Craig and Sam, they're dangerous now," or or whatever they have to say to help them process it. And I we I kind of understood it. So I go, yeah, that's okay. It's all good. Sam and I, I guess we're pretty, I would say, <laughs> well, I'd say we, we've always owned our own state. So at the end of the day, we have choices that we can make. Mm -hmm. I, I made choices for 20 years to stay into a system, but as soon as I began to challenge some of my choices, I made choices to leave. And because I worked in that system, I could understand the narrative, pre-guess what was going to happen. So I wouldn't get upset or, you know, you still, yeah, I'm human. We're human, right? Yeah. So you still yeah. get a bit disappointed, but, you know, it's a new beginnings. It's a new journey. It's a new day. And um, if people, uh, and some people did, some people came and we helped deconstruct with them. They came into our house and, talked it through and not trying to get them out or anything just saying this is we're being honest about where we're at and other people heard it and thought no you guys are <laughs> deceived deceived <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and you know that's fine too yeah i get it i totally get it and as you know they may come back to you in 10 years time they may not uh yeah and say remember yeah. that conversation yeah yeah so Yes, and, 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 and you know what? I mean, I don't know. Probably shouldn't say it. But then you at, definitely at, should. <laughs> well, you know, some people, because of my job, I loved everyone, but some people were just weird, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I'm, you know, you're always, I'm probably weird to them, so it's all good. But, you know, just normally in life, I wouldn't, now I don't, I don't put energy into that, you know. If people are a bit toxic or whatever, I go, I'm not, not going to put energy into that, you know. I've got my own life to live. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's coming out right. But. Well, yeah, but it's about, so, and, and with your social justice thing, and you kind of realise that when people want change in their lives, they'll go for their change and you can be there for them to support them, but there's no forcing horses to drink anything because well, well some people actually loved living on the street yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, yeah. People and they they I love it they go this is what i want to do and who am i to come and say no you can live a better life they're living the better life they believe they're having right now there's no <laughs> rules you there's some kind of freedom yeah, yeah you yeah. just do you yeah. <laughs> life since then guys how what would you say what's life been like since Again, got to tell you the more I listen to this and I did a, another edit today just to try and block out some of my own voice. Uh, the more I listen to these people, the more I like them. And I like just how honest and vulnerable they're being, which, you know, really speaks to, uh, I guess, their motivations overall and this accountability thing and, you know, owning up to being wrong. I mean, what a, what a miracle that could be, hey?
I know there's a lot of people in leadership that have not seen the bright lights and aren't in the fancy reports or the fancy meetings and yet have uh, certainly equally sacrificed even if they haven't uh, given equally. So I want you to keep looking after yourselves throughout the weekend and onwards um, and just be kind to yourself. You know, randomly I remembered Easter long weekends as well, I guess not so randomly just stressful as a single mother so shout out to the single parents out there who are like huh this is a lot of days in a row to come up with amazing meals yeah keep doing all the liking and sharing and subscribing and all that kind of stuff it really helps out just like your feedback and messages thank you so so much be kind to yourself if it feels weird and you're having strange memories that's all right sit with them. I'm off to go talk to Tiffany, our Leaving Hill Song trauma consultant, or one of them. We're going to try and put some stuff together about kindness because I really want to nail it down, iron it out. Be kind to the people around you. Easter might be freaking them out as well. And just be so grateful that you don't have to go to that place anymore because, you know, you just keep leaving Hill Song. We'll talk tomorrow. Bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.